Welcome to episode 13 of the Wiretap Podcast. Uh, first of all, I want to apologize for missing out last week. Uh, it was just a hectic week for for my for me, and couldn't make couldn't make the show happen. And busy Carlos was busy, but you already know who we are. I'm Alex, and this is Carlos. You just told me five minutes ago that it was my fault we missed the show. <laughs> well, it's both of ours. Shady on you, man. That's shady, but that's hey, man. Yeah. I take responsibility. I take responsibility. Yeah, no, I had a lot good. of going on. Um, we're busy, so you know it'll it'll happen from time to time. If if you want to stay up occurring, just follow our social media. Yeah, that's that's really the way it is. I mean, honestly, man, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you made it. Uh, I I don't think you really went too far out, did you? You didn't go too far out. I'm still, no, I'm still but a little... just spending time with yeah. the family and we just planned some, some days with, with the kiddo and, you know, you know how that goes, family time. And, but, you know, we're here, we're, we're back, we're on week 13 and let's make it happen. Man, I gotta, while you were gone, bro, there was a, a viewer uh, who, who wrote us a question that uh, did not write it uh, on our channel. Uh, this was a, a question that was funneled down. Uh, through an addition, through another viewer that was direct to me. And before we get started, let's talk about this. this is a little dramatic, Alex. I don't know if you've been if you've been keeping up with uh, <laughs> what it seems like they come up every single episode with us is these Kardashians, man. It seems like you always have some kind of uh, something to say about the Kardashians because I'm I'm somehow involved in the family. But uh, yeah, this viewer is uh, is really talking about what recently happened with Chloe. Did you catch that in the news, Alex, where Chloe had a picture leaked? I, I did. I did see a little bit after you kind of, you know, you mentioned it and I went back and I did a little bit of research because, you know, I'm not in tune with the fam, you know, as much as you are. But listen, why you, why you got to do that? But that's OK. <laughs> it's OK, man. It's just I know. You, I mean, I know that's your that's, you know, but anyways, what does that mean? What does that even mean, bro? What does that even mean? I know that you I know that you keep up with the Kardashians. I mean, I know that you like them and, and uh, you uh, keep up a little bit, but. <clears throat> Here we, yeah. you know, here we are. We're we're talking about Khloe Kardashian again. Um, just because, look, we all got pictures out there that are not flattering, right? We we yeah. all do. But yeah. when we try to portray pictures of ourselves in a this image that we're not, then, I mean, what do you do? You you gotta either die by the sword, faking it, or you admit it and be like, yeah, I don't look my best. I mean, that is what it is, you know. <laughs> what do you I mean, think, Carlos? I mean, I'm, I'm, give me a minute. You can cut this out. What I'm thinking is, is, is just, look, man, the rumor is, and this is what, you know, you know how these tabloids are, you know how these people, mm -hmm. what they say in social media. Sometimes you wonder if this was all created intentionally, uh, if there was, you know, if this was all just an, op an opportunity for them to just divert attention from something else. But, Here's 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 where I'm at on this, man, is the fact that, you know, she's so concerned about image. Right. Uh, anytime you talk about the Kardashians, you think of image. Right. Mm -hmm. The 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 concern over image, 
the ability to have an image and what does that look like uh, with this specific product that they own or as a whole, listen, those, those individuals, those, those women, and, and I don't know about you, Alex, uh, ladies, and, and those of you that are listening, man, they, their influence is very evident in the social media world. There are people. They're marketing machines, man. They are marketing machines. But Alex, you can just take, listen, get on Instagram and just flip on things. Just randomly get on things. Uh, let's say I'm following a travel a page. Let's say I'm following uh, a, a car page. Whatever the case may be, you see these ladies that come on, you know, your feed. And some of them look just like the Kardashians, right? It almost seems that there is this pressure, right? There is this pressure that somehow has been influential over these individuals. And it's not, again, it's not all like cultures, a thin right? ways, big, big booty. Yeah. Yeah. And, and listen, I'm not saying this goes for every culture. This is not a blanket remark. This is just an observation that in a certain culture, in a certain way of, 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 of being and wanting to be, and so focused on your image, bro, this is, this is who they are. And this is what people want, right? They want the same attributes. They want the same characteristics of these ladies. But ultimately what I, what I will say about this is Chloe and the rest of them, but specifically Chloe is so concerned about this picture that they said that the mama, you know, Chris, that she's, she's out trying to figure out, you know, how to get it down and trying to sue people to take it down because you know what it portrays. Listen, all it portrays is who you are. If you're so concerned about who you are and it's not you, then maybe you don't need to be in this world, right? Maybe this isn't the space that you thought it was, right? So if anything, I, the way I see this, man, is... I think I think once it once is leaked, I mean, it's pretty hard to... It's pretty it hard. The internet. Of it's, course. It's of in course. there. It's, it's, it's hard to get it removed. But, you know, I think that she should focus more on her personal life than than trying to just a concern about a picture you know she's got other issues that like just like we all do but you know that she's working with with her i don't know fiance now or baby daddy uh, i don't baby know. daddy all that issue she's got way more to worry about than just a leaked picture of her like, just a leaked I mean, picture you're absolutely right yeah and you know i don't know i don't i can't i don't think too much about it it's it doesn't look like her other pictures that's for sure you know no 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 it, not at all man but I mean, she just gotta accept who she is. Listen, man. If there's if there's anything else I could say about this, and 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 I'll make my last comment. What I will say about this, man, is I think she is struggling with something so much deeper. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think there is a a heavy baggage that nobody sees that this specific young lady. Uh, this woman, this grown woman is going through because she's trying to keep her stuff together, right? We all go through things. Let's be honest, Alex. We've all got our own baggage. Mm -hmm. We all got, we all have our own skeletons in our closet. You know, that, that begins with me out to the rest of the world, right? We all struggle with the things that we struggle with. Ultimately, at the end of the day, what I will say is I think she's trying to keep all these, you know, she's trying to, I think about her as you ever seen those, uh, those guys that try to spin plates, right? And they got yes. them all at different heights and they're trying to spin them and keep them all moving. And once you got them all moving, oh, you got to come over here because you got to keep this one spinning. I think this I, I think this specific uh, young lady is 
is honestly trying to balance everything. And what she wants to portray the world is that I've got it all together. And because I'm in this situation, I can get it together and I'm getting it together. And I want you to see me for who I am, but I also don't want you to see the hundred percent of me, right? Because if you see the hundred percent of me, you're going to notice and see that I don't have it all together and I'm not who I portray I was. But listen, it's too late because you look at those social media posts, bro, you see a different face on her every other week. Yeah, I don't look that, you know, I don't. Out of all the sisters, that's not the one I follow the most. I pretty much follow like Kylie, right, and Kendall. But yeah, um, yeah, no, no, you're for sure that she's probably dealing with some other mental issues and health issues that or whatever she's bottling down is holding down. And you know, before we jump off entertainment, I wanna, I wanna just say really quick, you know, rest in peace to DMX. Um, I listened yeah, man, to that him. was your guy back in the day, man. Yeah, that was my that was my guy. X gonna all, give it pretty, to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a bunch of his uh, albums. You know, I rocked it. I got my my brother into DMX. I mean, DMX to me, he was a uh, he was right. he was a uh, he was he was a goat, man. He was pretty good. He was up there as a very good rap artist, and and you know he's he battled a lot of mental issues, a lot of drug addictions, and. Sadly, you know, due to those issues, you know, he ended up having a heart attack and passing away, which is really sad because, you know, his career just just plummeted right after a certain after he just went out and had some other winning out of jail and tax evasions and and, and everything else is going on. And this it was pretty sad to see, right, that this man had went before his time, you know. Um, and another thing I want to say is like, dude, it's like, I'm, you know, I, I was a big fan of DMX. Yeah, man, I know, I, I remember, but I, I remember. But dude, I don't I go out there and. Big, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't go out there and just start bumping his music to work out and what all these other people are doing is like, if you want to buy his music, why are you trying to do it now? I mean, I, now, instead yeah. of trying to show respect, I think you're showing a little disrespect because you didn't appreciate him when you know when he was around. When his art was really making it making it happen uh yeah man no i i as soon as I, I was gonna text you as soon as it came out uh but there was some back and forth on social media i don't know if you noticed that some people were reporting yes. that he was dead and then some people were reporting that he wasn't really dead that he was just well, in the hospital yeah, i was gonna say i posted i posted a thing my brother shot me i was like dude did you hear and i was like what no i looked and then i i posted a picture and i said oh you know yeah, i did a little thing like rest in peace dmx and a little a picture of him and then then I heard his like another thing where his manager says like no he's still on life support, but technically I mean, it's like yeah. he was he was clinically brain dead at that right. moment. Right. It was like but he wasn't officially declared dead. So I took the post down, and then the next morning, of course, they made it official and everything. Then I reposted it. But yeah, it was a lot of back and forth uncertainty. Like hoping he could pull pull through, but I mean I think it was uh, it was just too late. Yeah, man. No, no, no. Either way, you know, either way, uh, you know, our condolences to the family. Uh, I'm going to yeah, say this. And I'm only going to say that. I'm I, Honestly, I'm going to say this once and I'm not going to elaborate on this. So don't push it, Alex. I'm just going to say this one time. And those of you that are listening, you might think I'm crazy and that's OK. Uh, I, I, I have my own thoughts on 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 the music industry um, uh, for a variety of reasons. But I believe that this could be another um, this could be another plug that the Illuminati pulled. Um, 
I know this sounds crazy, Alex. You're, probably, you're looking at me right now, like, what are you saying? I know. Nah, believe me, I know. You know because once you go I, uh, down the rabbit hole, once it, you it's go really down hard. that hole, it's hard. I know. It, That's why I'm not gonna it, go down hard. it. I'm not. But I think no, we could, it was one of those sacrifices some... because this is a this is a artist that left a major impact during the time that he was really, you know, you were out bumping it. Uh, he left an impact. He made an impact. And this is one of those goats that I believe. Um, you know, he included, he included turn. prayer. Yeah. He included prayer in some of his songs and he grew up in a Christian home, even though, you know, I think that when he, he was saying in an interview that when he grew when he was growing up and he was looking towards the manager, they gave him a, um, so you know, a cigarette with weed in it, but it also was lace, which had like cocaine or meth in it, and that really messed him up. And and after that, it was just never the same. But he always kind of, you know, we can agree the way he took his path or not, but he tried to include God there in there. And you know, sometimes if you believe on all the other stuff, Illuminati, you know, you know, they try to suppress that, right? And he was out there like, just I don't care, and this is what I what I am, and. And maybe they didn't like that. I don't know, but it's uh, look. All I'm going to say is I, I believe that the, these things. Look, I, look. I don't know. I am not a conspiracy theorist. I'm going to say it again. I am not a conspiracy theorist at all. But I do believe in the music industry, and the music industry is a very tight industry. And I think he was just next on the chopping block. And and I don't know, man. I hope not. Uh, but again, at the end of the day, whether it was that or whether it's this and that, look, I'm not going to talk about it that way. At the end of the day, someone's life is is no longer on earth. And uh, what you do is, you you know, you send your deepest condolences to the family and uh, you mm -hmm. hope that he rests in peace. And and that's the way it is. But uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, DMX. And then uh, switching to a different topic. I know that we always talk about finances. Yeah, switching gears here is, man, you, we've been doing a lot of research because I don't know if you've seen the market. It's it just up and down. It's it's hard to predict, but it's the market. You can't yep, <laughs> exactly right. But what you can predict is what stocks you should be buying or yep. what is the top five stocks that you should probably be owning, right? You know, uh, Monthly Fool. I don't know if anybody if anybody subscribes to the Monthly Fool, but the Monthly Fool is a publication that is uh, basically online and what it does, and it has some premium services that you can sign up for. It's basically a finance platform. So you go to this page, you can read about stocks, you can read about investing. Uh, when you talk about investing basics, how to invest money, where to invest, what that looks like. This might be helpful to those of you that, that are wanting to get into the stock game or wanting to invest and you've never done it. Look, the way I see it is once you get in there, that's the best way to learn this. That's how I learned. Once you do it in real time, it's different than reading it on paper. Um, but you got more, you got more in stake. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> a There's little... a whole lot more in stake. <laughs> but the Monthly Fool recently put out a publication, and we won't spend too much time on this. Uh, but this recent publication uh, talks about the five stocks you want to own in 2021. So this goes out to, uh, to all the gentlemen out there, to all the ladies. Uh, everybody's got, you know, their future in mind. Everybody's focusing on wealth. Everyone wants to talk about generational well, you can't, wealth. You can't leave it up to the government, right? You, you got to no, take no, your matters no, no. into your hands. So, so um, going up to number you one. You can't even Carlos leave here. it to your 401k. 
<laughs> no, 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 because you know, but because that's a joke. You got our number one. I mean, you really can't. You got to do oh, more. I, I think if you want to be absolutely. more comfortable and and project your future where you're can do whatever you want, inflation and everything, you got to definitely think outside the box a little bit more. But number one is Walt Disney, which is sticker symbol D I S, mm-hmm. and. I don't know what your thoughts on it. I mean, obviously we can say a little bit of the facts here uh, is 60, 67%, you know, gains and everything, but everybody knows Walt Disney. Right. And I think Walt Disney is one of the companies that it's not going anywhere. I think that company is only going to get bigger. It's only going to push out more stuff. And I don't know if you've been paying attention, but the Walt Disney streaming service, they got Disney all these, Plus. they got all that's, these shows lined that's up. That's the game. That's the only reason they closed in a positive position in the pandemic. Yeah. Remember, the attractions closed down, the parks closed down, the experiences closed down. It's open now with a limiting capacity, as we have learned and what we see. But the performance when it comes to sales, Alex, it's all declined. It's a massive decline. You can go back to the first quarter that ended back in January the 2nd. It brought the whole company sales to 22%. However, how did in the world did they just gain 67%? It's like you just because, said. Because, you know, Disney it's Plus. it's direct to consumer increase 73% in the first quarter, 250 year over year increase in Disney Plus subscriptions, 80% increase on Disney Plus subscriptions, 30% increase in Hulu subscriptions. So, I mean, Ooh. you know, they're sitting there. Because everybody was home. Everybody was home, bro. That's what I'm saying. They're sitting in a good spot. So, it's a perfect time if no you want to invest. Yeah, you you have to if you want to invest. Disney is, you know, and I don't own any Disney, but I'm thinking to myself is like, why not? Right? It's a good it's a good stock. It's it's one that you want to hold in your portfolio, 100. percent No, I I I I am all for Disney. Uh, again, I think Alex hit hit the nail on the head when he talks about. You know, it's a company that's not going anywhere. As long as as long as they stick to their mission and they focus on their priorities, you're going to continue to see Walt Disney grow. I mean, that's that's an, that's evident. Uh, we saw it today. I believe today was uh, uh, their parks fully opened in California uh, from what I just uh, saw today on CNBC. Uh, so first one right off the bat is Walt Disney. Number two. Number two. What's this? What's number two, Alex? It's so uh, it's. um. What is it? Zoom video inter- communication. Uh-huh. Fiverr International. It, yep. Fiverr International. What's a, it's FBRR, and um, you know what? Are, what are we doing now? We're doing we're doing a video conference. We're recording. We're doing this podcast through through that. Uh, if it's not Zoom, you know, in our company we use Microsoft Teams, but some people are using Cisco. Some, you know. But what I'm trying to say is everybody's doing webinars everybody is doing zoom meetings so it's the digital world i think a lot of companies learn that you can have a team and maybe decrease your office space by just having just like little off meetings and if that don't even have a building you can go to a coffee shop hold the meeting or you you know you can rent out a space if you got important clients that you want a conference room there's these like um areas that you can rent them out we work yeah Yep. Yeah, yep. and you can just yep. rent out, have your conference. Well, I love so, WeWork. So a lot of people right now are 
do. They're taking advantage of this. And this is why we're seeing a lot of growth in some of these companies. You know, it's, I, go ahead. And it's not just Zoom, Alex. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, but but it's not just Zoom. It's also Fiverr. So yeah. so Fiverr is uh, is is a platform where if you have a specific skill and you want to freelance, people go to this platform and they can hire you. If you're looking for a writer, they'll be more than happy to write for you, right? If you're looking for a specific uh, individual when it comes to photography or digital graphic design, you sign up as, you know, that individual who wants to be contracted. You get on here and before you know it, not only has your network grown, but you also are closing deals all online. So the reason we talk about uh, this being number two is what are the numbers you threw out? I think sales grew, what, 89% in the fourth yeah, quarter 80, at the end of 2020? Yep. yep right? 89%, 89% the, at the end of 2020, guys. Right? We're talking- It's 100, 115 billion total addressable markets. I mean, it's fiber stock gained up 581% over the past year. It is 11% up so far in 2021. So, I mean, you know, it's a stock that maybe it hit its peak. Maybe it hasn't, but I don't think it's going anywhere. So, I don't think it's hitting its lid yet. It, yeah. Uh-uh. You're right. I mean, it could potentially not because people are starting to jump on it more and more and more. So, it could still see potential more growth. And Cardinals number three, we got Roku. Right. And yeah, man, Roku, you Roku. see it now. You go to Walmart, right? Let's just take examples. When was the last time you've been to Walmart, Alex? Ah, uh, dude, uh, it's a long time. <laughs> I haven't been to Walmart in a while. I'm sorry. Listen, listen, listen. Prior to the pandemic, prior to the pandemic, look, you could even get online and see these deals. Just example, Walmart, uh, Target. Let's go Target. Any television just that you buy today has automatic Roku built in right? That licensing piece has taken place just by getting that specific product to stream their service and they make it available on both sides. So not only is this a great stock to invest in, but you see these guys driving sales, what, 38% at the end of 2020. And they're competing alongside uh, 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 companies like Amazon, right? Because Amazon's got their streaming services, but these guys are fully immersed into these, you know, whether it's a element, right? The, the lower end TVs, uh, you've got the Roku TVs, right? All of their, at the end of the day, what's making the money is the streaming service. And that's, that's one of the biggest things that we're noticing that they've increased 81%, right? For a 58% increase in company sales. Look, these guys, when it comes to streaming services, when it comes to reoccurring revenue, at the end of the day, Roku right now is leading the way. So I think if you're looking to add something to your it, portfolio, it's definitely got to be Roku. Letters R O K U. It gained it gained 358 percent over the last 12 months, and it's up 13 percent, so you know, far. this year so far. Cool. And you know, I'm not I don't know too much about Roku. Roku. It's just it's not one that I follow. I mean, I I got enough serving you know streaming services platforms as it is, um, but. Even though you're you're not invested in, or you're not actually physically using it, there's a lot of people that are using it, and that's why it becomes you know an attractive stock to follow. Number four is Target. Oh man, we, gotta love Target. TGT. TGT, right? We yeah, we all love Target. Everybody knows that, and you know one of the things that I think helped them is just their ability for them to adapt to the circumstances. Well, you know they got a new CEO. Mm-hmm. 
after that mess in 2016. No, but yes, yes. So the CEO, right, he came in and basically did a new direction, huge turnaround story. You can go back and follow. But basically, they, they did a lot of e-commerce and they really started doing online shopping and they were a little bit ahead of the game before the pandemic. So it put them in a good spot. And this is why you saw their, you know, their uh, stock and everything increase percentage wise. They increased like 212 in the fourth quarter ending in January 30, 2020. And it's just been growing. It, the drive through grew more than 500 percent. Yeah. And the yeah, digital, yeah, yeah, the I think it's 95 percent what I'm reading here. So yeah. overall, the Target stock gained about 24% over the past year. So it's not bad. Target is looking good. 94%, 94%. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 94%. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And here's, and here's the other part. I think we, uh, we forget, and I, I'm always reminding myself, every time I go to Target, I always think about the company called Shipped. You know, they own that. And I don't think they have put, I don't think they have pushed it the way Target has the ability to push it with that same day service. Uh, I think before you know it, uh, I, and again, I think Motley Fool is 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 up to something, and I think they're they're slowly discovering that perhaps shipped could either be bought by, you know, acquired by another e-commerce site, or Target is really going to unload some cash here, honestly, and it will be the competitor. To a FedEx, to Amazon, to a UPS, to an Amazon. To an Amazon. I'm telling you, I, I don't know where their e-commerce plans are. I don't know what their strategy is. But for Motley to be speaking into this, I mean, because Target is a no-brainer, right? But for them to actually rank it in a top four and bring the e-commerce piece, look, that's the only reason why Amazon flourished. We talked about this a couple of episodes ago, right? It was it was that specific, this upcoming CEO that really brought them into the e-commerce world versus being just a bookstore, right? Yeah. So again, definitely number four. Now, the last one is what, Alex? Is a uh, Peloton? It's yeah, P T O N, and you know what? One. I I thought about buying me one. Nah, I think it. I mean, you know, it's having a bike exercise. I gotta puff it down on my cheeks here, so get them um, slimmed down. Okay, I'm gonna leave that alone. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> it, it's uh as a stock, man. I've been watching, but I have been watching it way more than me trying to buy the bike, right? But uh, right. I've been keeping an eye on it and it's increased what 128 in revenue increase, 138 in connected fitness subscriptions. Uh It's a 472% increase in paid digital subscriptions. And you know what they're doing is you got the bike and then they're doing the, the subscription service for your family Uh or whatever. Uh And they got Uh programs. So it gets you more motivated. And you don't even have to have the bike, right? This is, this is the genius piece. You don't have to own the product to own the reoccurring revenue model. Do you catch that? No, not that part. So, so I'm, I'm guessing there's offering like other weight services and fitness. It's okay. more of a fitness uh, subscription more than Bam. just their product, but it's Bam. but it's their product that they're using when it comes to those type of fitness. So I mean, it, it makes sense, dude. It's it's brilliant. 
I mean, when you have a 472% increase in digital subscriptions, look, not only do, can you make, can you monetize owning those emails and owning that personal data to be able to sell it to other companies, not only do you have money and a reoccurring revenue model in that specific piece, but now you've added on from the, the equipment. Listen, that equipment, their margins, that's not where their money is. That's not where their bread and butter is on the equipment. That, that, that equipment to me, if you no, ask no, me, no. It's, it's, it's overpriced. It's overpriced equipment. It's like the Bowflex, right? Back in the day, Bowflex. No, but you know what? Any, any quality bikes or whatever that's around the same realm, they cost the same. You know, they're, they're not cheaply made and they're made to last for, for a long time. But like you said, that's not, that's not where they're, they're probably not making a lot of margins on it. Yes, the bikes are expensive, but I think they're making their money off the subscriptions. That's why they're advertising, you know, the their subscription model, the fitness is for your whole family. They're, you know, if you ever go to the website, it's more like how many people go to the gym, how many times, and they're just trying to show yeah. you how you can save money and get the better workout using their their line. But yeah. I've heard I mean, the anyways, Echelon. That, I've heard the Echelon is better than the Peloton. Have you heard about the Echelon? No, but I haven't looked into it because I think I'm going to buy a rower. But anyways, it's a different story. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, guys, that was the top five picks of the stocks we think you guys should be. I mean, that Motley thinks you should own. At least take a look at we, it, right? At least take agree. a look at it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I agree. I agree. Those are good stocks. And, you know, when you talk about stocks, one of the things that, and we were just talking about this, uh, some of you, you know, those of you that, of course, weren't listening because we hadn't hit record yet. Me and Alex were, before we started hitting record on the show, we were talking about uh, cryptocurrency and the current effects that it's, it's going through. And, you know, one of the biggest things that me and Alex were talking about was, you know, it's, it's a gamble either way, but what these gambles do is the uncertainty of a gamble it increases your anxiety alex would you agree on that yeah i mean for sure the inside anxiety here that if you're not gonna make it or you're losing out to potentially becoming a million or, or yeah yeah thousands becoming a millionaire you know yeah and 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 one of the biggest things is you know recently alex i don't, I, I don't know if you've been or losing uh, it all I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I was recently reading a, uh, um, a, it was a story about an individual who had, who had invested, um, of course, thousands of dollars. Uh, I believe it was, it was what he called or what the article called, it was his life savings and he invested and his stock, whatever it was that he chose, uh, tanked. And he lost all mm -hmm. his money. It created a, this, 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 uh, level of anxiety that it, brought him into depression. Not only did it bring him into depression, but he killed himself uh, because he yeah. has lost everything. And I, I think that's not just when it comes to stocks and finance, but honestly, guys, let's, let's be honest. When it comes to money, Alex, we are controlled by the mighty dollar. And anytime we feel like we don't have enough, it creates anxiety. But anytime where you do have enough and we feel that the, that the wealth, that the health of your wealth is diminishing in a way, whether it's by the day or by the hour, it creates anxiety as well. I, I don't know uh, how our listeners uh, are, are taking this on, but what I wanted to say and bring this up 
is, you know, I am not a therapist. I am not an expert. Uh, I took psychology in college, but uh, it was a few classes uh, just to get me through, right? Just to get uh, to the next uh, aspect of where I was heading. But one of the things that, you know, I have found myself after reading that story is I wonder, man, you know, what could he have done to really cope with his anxiety, you know, because ultimately we see the impact that money makes on individuals. Alex, you ever you ever been in those positions? Listen, I'll tell you right now. Growing up, we didn't we didn't have much, man. Uh, you know my story. Uh, we we didn't have much, and and what we did have, we we my family learned to stretch it out. And and I don't want to go down that route, right? I I want to be able to create wealth and generational wealth. And and when I look at my my wealth health, right? If I could use it that way again. Uh, I, I want it to be in a positive position. I want to be able to have enough. But, you know, my parents did the best that they could to provide uh, while I was growing up as a kid. And, and I want to make sure that, you know, I am able to leave something behind. But I don't want to, you know, fall into this state of depression, of anxiety, uh, kind of like this individual who jumped into the stock market and had no idea what he was doing. That's why when people say to me, hey, I want to invest, can you tell me how, or teach me how. First, I say, you know, first of all, before we get into any of this, do you understand that you are not always going to win and make money when you get into the stock market? That is, yeah, no, that is one of the first questions right off the bat. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's a very important question because you know what happens though? You got to have the stomach for it because I don't know if you, if you see, you know, your stock market, if once you get to a certain level in your portfolio, you, you start noticing a little bit more. But let's just go with the this round. Let's just say you have thirty thousand dollars on there, and then some news comes out in the because of this or whatever, or the CEO or stock market or, or says something, your portfolio instantly goes like it can drop, right? Yeah. It, yeah. it can drop five, six, seven thousand, eight thousand, and you're looking at it, it'll be like, whoa, I was at thirty thousand. What's going on? And you may be inclined to tell and get out of there. And lose all that money. That's but right. if sometimes if you stomach through those scenarios and this is what you're talking about, uh, coping with anxiety and knowing having mentors, I think the best thing is to reach out to people that are in the same situation, the same mindset right. Right. that is right. like, hey, what? how do you do it? Or, hey, I'm having this thoughts. What's going on? Can you and have other people that are more experienced that are already went through it? Try to guide you, because what happens is you stomach those scenarios. And then you'll see that account going back from 21 to 23 to 24, 25, 26 to 30 to 32 to 35 to 36. And you're like, oh, if you would have sold, then you would have never recuperate your money and made more money. Yeah. So no, 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 of course. It, it's 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 not a it's not for everyone. But if you're trying to make money, just know that in the long run, you're gonna win. Yeah. If you stick to a strategy, yeah, that's right. And that's invest right. in the right stocks, do your homework, you're gonna win at the end. Yeah, it's definitely a long-term hold. And and that's, that's uh, I recently had a question. Someone hit me up about the stock market. Uh, what platform to use? Uh, do I recommend this specific stock that this individual had? And, you know, I, before anything, and, and again, uh, I wanted to meet, I'm, I'm going to meet with this individual in, in person because I know there's potential there and I know they have the ability to invest. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to get educated. And it's not just the education as to how, right? It's not just the education as to how to do something. It's the education as to how to handle it, 
right? How to cope with it, how to manage it. Look, this is specifically, we're tailoring this conversation around finance, around investing. But anytime you do anything that creates anxiety, you need to understand your thought process. You need to understand before you jump into that relationship, right? Before you jump in this decision, before you do something that's going to perhaps have the potential of creating this, this negative thought or this uh, a specific influence over you that is not necessarily positive, you need to know the effects. You need to understand those parameters. So I I wanted to to bring that up, Alex, because and you know and you know what, Carlos, before yeah, you man. um, it's it's and and look, I'm sure you you don't you're not prone to this or 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 you don't you know we all have anxiety. I see my portfolios behave that way, but I've done enough research and or I have enough mentors in that personally. I don't even know them, right? Just a lot of people that I follow and everything of course, of course. that. You can see those and and not affect you, but do I still get anxiety over some of the stuff? Yeah, because when your portfolio is going up and you're performing really well and you start seeing it go down, (laughs) obviously it causes a little bit of anxiety, but you know what? It it goes back. You got to understand the market. And look, guys, if I could say that to that individual or to everybody that's listening, go back and listen to one of our previous shows. We said it before and I'll say it again. You got to have a certain quantity of money saved up for your rainy days. Once you kind of saved up enough money, then you can start going into investments and and know that you don't want to lose that money. You're going to go and invest like in Disney and real crew and some of these other ones, right. That have good potential for you to make money. There's a companies, there's plenty of other examples like Adobe and, you know, Salesforce, there's a lot of companies out there that are actually performing very well. So what I would say is make sure you got money saved up, you know, at least minimum six months, three uh, months yep, at yep. a minimum, you know, six months to 12. What was the last time you said, Carlos? I think 12 months. Yeah, man. That would be great. I've right? always but, I've always said 12 months. Always. I know you can get away at a minimum, but you got to do at least 12. That way you're comfortable. Yeah, but at minimum, you should at least save like four months, have four months saved up. And then you can start investment and keep building on that savings until you can you have that and then go deep, start, go heavy, invest. Yeah, no, no, no. I listen, I, I will. I, and again, look, and, and I'm speaking from, from my own, my own life, my own experience. You know, I didn't have parents that taught me how to invest. I don't know about you, Alex, but my parents are very old school. Our culture is very old school where, Hey, you work, you make money, you save it. None of this. My family is on rancheros and hardworking individuals. Uh, from one side and then the other side was same thing, you know, work hard, be honest and, right. and not That's a right. lot of money. They didn't offer a lot of opportunities, but what they did offer was making sure that I was a someone that can work, my, you know, my mom and stuff, making sure that that I I'm, I work hard, that nobody's going to give me nothing that I need to provide for myself. So she gave me a lot of life lessons that, that you know, I hold dearly. But no, dude, it's, we didn't get the opportunities that our kids are having, right? Because we have different mindsets that we're actually providing different different opportunities for them. So de- definitely a different world, man. Definitely a different world. And 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 that's what, you know, again, this is 
this is why whether you're you know whether you're hispanic or not you know at the end of the day you're a listener and you have the same opportunities we have right you have the same opportunities at your fingertips literally on your phone that computer that you have in your pocket all day every day gives you access right gives you access to a world that perhaps uh, could be exactly for you but again i go back to you know there are some negative pieces to investing and you have to understand that there are consequences and i just wanted to speak into that alex because it's not as as glitzy and glam as some people may think it's not as glitzy and glam as you see on instagram which i've talked about mm -hmm. my frustration with seeing some of those videos look there are horrible days right there are days where you just want to just sell forget diversification just sell it get me out because i i need to hold on to some cash because this could get bad right all because this CEO just decided he wanted to dump this specific stock and now his portfolio is hit, which means my portfolio is hit. Or you've got a hedge fund manager who is wanting to destroy a stock because he's betting on it to fail, right? So all yeah, of these that, things- That goes back to GameStop, right? You can see oh, yeah, the effect. Yeah, yeah. Somebody was betting for it to fail and then the market took and look what happened. But Carlos, let's, let's go a little bit off of uh, stocks here and- <laughs> I wanted to ask you this question. I don't know because, where you came up with this, man. Because no, because I've never done know, this, but I'm going to let you go ahead. Go ahead and paint this picture. Okay. No. So someone brought it up to my attention and they were asking and I wanted, I was like, you know what? That's a good topic. Let me, let me bring it up and, and just discuss it here amongst ourselves. But the question <laughs> was, have you ever fake not speaking English? And what that means, and I'll go through the story, but I want to ask you, have you ever done that, Carlos? Like, so you, so basically you're at a store or you're at a whatever, an event, or you're doing something and you're obviously, they can, you have a, a Hispanic complexion or whatever. They, and I was like, oh, you know, maybe they see but the anyways, cactus in your face and your or you're, or you. Or you about to do no no or forget about that. Or you're about to do something that you're not supposed to do. Maybe yeah. cut in line. Maybe get in that seat. Or uh -huh. maybe do something. So you get in there and it sounds like, hey, no, no, sir, the lines over there. Oh, no, sec. You start talking Spanish like, oh, I don't know what you what you're saying. Like, and then they'll be like, hey, no, sir, I need you to go over there. And 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 the you're basically like, oh, I don't understand. And, and you can, but you're saying it in Spanish, like, oh, I don't, I don't no entiendo, no entiendo, or something, right? I know. Have you ever English. done that? Listen, I I I just said, and and I'll say it again, Alex. I have never done that. Have you done that, bro? No, no, but listen, the story goes like this. So this guy, <laughs> this guy was at a, was a, um, he was at, what was it? I think he was at a game uh -huh. before COVID. So uh -huh. he was at a game or something. And obviously he was going to miss the game. So he starts cutting the line and they keep telling him, it's like, like, like this lady is, is telling him, like, no, the line's back there. The line's back there. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, no, I, not, I don't understand in Spanish, like oh, making hand motions like oh, Spanish no, no. or English. So, no, he's saying it in, in Spanish, but oh, the lady's talking in English. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah, like, uh, like, yeah, and I don't understand what you're saying, blah, blah, blah. And he's still doing the kind of like staying in line. I think he's going to buy some food or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or or, or a beer. And the lady's like, no, no, you got. And and so he, he basically fakes it. And then and then he's like, oh, no. At the third time, the lady, she was American, but she knew how to speak Spanish. 
Oh no! So he's like, oh yeah, you you don't. So she she starts telling him in Spanish her broken Spanish, right? Yeah. But she starts telling him like, oh, that's no, la, la niña está atrás, la niña está atrás, tienes que ir atrás, and you know, and he's like, oh okay, okay, okay. yeah. And, and he he had a he had to go to the back of the line, oh, but he tried man. to fake his way and stay in the line by pretending he didn't speak Spanish. So do I know I, this I individual? It was kind of funny. Do I know this individual? No, I don't think you oh, know. Okay. I mean, it's, it's out of other realm. <laughs> that but... reminds me of that joke with Fluffy. You remember that Fluffy joke, where he's at the at the at the school, and uh, the teacher tries to say something to him, and she's like, uh, "No, senor, you have to go that way." Uh, and he's like, "I'm sorry, uh, I no no understand, uh, no speak English." And she's like, "Oh no, la línea está allá atrás." Aquí no no allá sí sí. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yo no soy sí, sí. pen. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. The same same scenario. And I was like, same no, dude, situation. I don't think I'm. You know what? I'm kind of curious because I don't want somebody breaking the line yeah, in man. in front of me. So I don't try to do that stuff. But man, that was pretty funny. I was like, you know what? Let me bring it up. You know, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. No, I honestly, I don't think I've ever played that game. Uh, but you know what does you know what does get under my skin about these kind of situations, Alex, is when you meet somebody and this always and, and I'm going to apologize. Let me say that if you are from Texas and you are listening, uh, I do not mean this about all Texans, what I'm about to say. OK, if you are a Texan, mm -hmm. this does not mean this is about you. OK, but there have been times where I have met. Texans, okay? I have met Texans, or, or let's quote unquote Chicanos, right? That will say, oh, I'm sorry. I, you know, you got a last name like Sanchez, but you don't speak a lick of Spanish, right? But you do speak Spanish. You just choose not to speak Spanish. Now, listen, there are some, there are some who were, you know, they're, they're fourth generation Americans. They were raised here. They got last name, you know, like Sanchez and, but they don't speak, you know, any kind of Spanish. But what frustrates me are those individuals who know good and well, they could speak Spanish, but choose not to. And it always happens. Here's the frustrating part. It always happens every time I go to Texas. Have you ever encountered that? In you know, Cali, it's yes. different. It's different in no, Cali, I think, than it is in Texas. No, yeah, you encounter it all the time, but you also... Because I've done it, be I've done it too, where someone is speaking English and I don't want to be rude and start speaking Spanish to them, where I think they, I can, I assume that they know how to speak Spanish. Yeah, they're like none intended. They're having a little, yeah, they they're having a little hard time. I don't immediately go to Spanish. I do ask them, was like, hey, do you speak Spanish? I, you know, I can speak Spanish. I, um, um, you know, we can, if you want, we can switch or whatever. But if they start talking in in English. You know, I talk back in English. If they talk to me in Spanish, I'll talk to them in Spanish. But, you know, other than that, nah. It, but I have seen it because, you know, I've been to Texas, too, for, for work and business stuff. Um, and sometimes you do have them. You start talking in Spanish. I was like, oh, OK, you, so you're one of those folks. So uh, and then you just talk. <laughs> Oh, you're one of those. <laughs> so then you just start talking Does in English. Does that not and frustrate you, bro? Does that, is that not frustrating? No, but it is kind of like, ah, oh, that's kind of whacked. It is whack. It is whack. Yeah. It is absolutely whack, man. And it, and for yeah. me, it frustrates me because all you want to say is, man, you know, you speak Spanish. You know, like, don't even try that mess. You know, don't even pull that card on me because you know good and well that you do. Now, again, I go back to saying this. 
I understand that there are some in our culture that have been raised in the States, have no idea, you know, they may have, a, you know, a, a great, great, great grandpa and grandma that were from, you know, Zacatecas, uh, and that's how they say Zacatecas, because that's how they know. I get it. Listen, I get it. But there are some that you're just like, really? Did you just really yeah. say so anyway, so I get that story, Alex, but I also get the other flip side of those who who fake that they don't speak Spanish, man, that those get under my skin more than the ones who fake that they can't talking speak to, Carlos, talking about uh, skin here. I don't know. Did you already <laughs> sign up for the vaccine? That was an interesting transition. That was that you took the gold on that one. That was good, Alex. That was good. How about no, taking the vaccine? No, nah, man, I don't want a third eye. Why not, man? I don't want the Johnson and Johnson at this point. I'm no, just, but not the Johnson just, and Johnson. But even Pfizer though it was only six ladies, six ladies out of six million. Come on now. Nah, but but, it, but I, think I think this might Pfizer, be political. But you know what, dude? Um, I think it's a, it's a matter of time. I, you know, I have many people in my realm that already got it. I know people, a lot of coworkers. Yeah. So my wife already signed me up oh. for the vaccine. I'm ready for that arm. take it. Yeah, get the vaccine so I don't die. You know, I, I, uh, you know, I was the one who said, uh, anyone who would ask me if I'm going to get the vaccine, look, of course I'm going to get the vaccine, uh, but I wanted them to to knock out all the kinks, right? Get the kinks out. I first. think there's enough people that have got it by now that I'm like, okay, it's kind of safe now. Yeah, you know, I think what's going to happen, and I don't know, man, but I've been watching the news, and, don't watch and maybe. The news. Huh? Well, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But Anyways, check this out. I, I'll say this, and and I don't know those that those of you that are listening, but I'm gonna say this. I think was what I'm seeing. It could get to this point, okay? I'm, I could be wrong, and I, I've been wrong before, but I think we may end up as a nation moving towards where if you want to go inside Walmart, for example, if you want to go inside Target if you're trying to go to the grocery store that you may have to start carrying your little vaccine card in order for you to get in. I think we may move as a country or maybe even as, as the world at some point, because I've noticed that there are some that are already making that, making that a requirement that if you come inside yeah. our store, if you want to shop with us, you got to show us you've been vaccinated or you're, you know, you're going to have to wear your gloves. You're going to have to wear your mask. You're going to have to do X, you know, A through Z if you want to get in here, unless you've got your vaccine card and you show your vaccine card. Well, but at some point they're not going to even allow you to do the, the, the mask or the gloves. Listen, I'm not going to get, into that because that's politics in certain ways yeah, but no, i have but already seen it, that in the news that's been going on but if you go into a store and they require the mask or you wearing your little vaccination card on the chain or something you just have it where you you know you tuck it out and you go into the store and i have it there and i have no mask and i'm good to go hey by all means you guys you do what you do i don't know but i'm still gonna wear my mask topic. if i have my vaccine though no 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 i i got what that. happened I'm in alabama saying, no, but uh, all I'm trying to say is eventually there's got to come a time where we don't have to wear a mask. Oh, man. I, listen, you know I don't even like to get out of the car anymore. I'm just going to be honest yeah. with you. Do you? Do you like going places? No, I, mean, I mean, I like to go eat. Places I like to go eat. That's go. it. That's that's the only time I get off, man. Just to go eat, bro. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Well, oh, if you got to go to the store, but you got to wear your mask and everything. Oh. I go to soccer, but, you know. It, but anyway, I hate it, different story. 
I think everybody should get vaccinated so we can we can. Was that your was that your goal today to tell everybody to get vaccinated? No, I mean, just do your I mean, if you feel like you have to do it, if you feel like you don't have to, don't do it. I mean, we're all individuals. I don't think nobody should get pressure to do anything they don't want to do. I love how my social media is flooded with people showing their vaccine cards. Yeah, I wouldn't show it, but that whatever. (laughs) Um, Anyways, let's go on touch on here on the seven. Seven rules of success. We started last episode with number one, and we're going to go on to number two. Carlos, go ahead, line us up. Yeah, the first one we talked about was collaborating with others and understanding the value of relationships, uh, how to involve customers and colleagues in the creation and direction of any pursuit that you have, whether it's a, a business pursuit, whether it's a personal pursuit that you involve others in the collaboration of you executing uh, a specific goal, right? Well, uh, in the seven rules of success, you've got the collaboration with others. But number two talks about never neglect. Uh, Never neglect uh, is really breaking down uh, the personal power and complacency uh, that they cannot coexist in the pursuit of success, right? You cannot be at a place where you want this this uh, ability to to really dedicate hardcore time and energy where you got to jump in and focus and really go at it, but and then not wanting uh, to accept that there is, you know, some form of power behind it. So what do I mean by all of that, right? Look, when you complete tasks and assignments uh, that are, you know, we all have obstacles. Let's be honest, Alex. We've got obstacles. We're trying to focus on what we're trying to do. We've got goals. We make lists. We make all of these things. But what the seven, uh, what the seven rules of success focuses on is that you cannot just simply be complacent, right? You cannot mm-hmm. just say, hey, I'm okay where I'm at, right? If you are, have no goals, if you have nothing that you're running towards, if you have nothing that you're working towards, that is complacency. And when you begin to coexist and live in this realm of complacency, where are you going to get, Alex? Where are you going to go? Yeah. Where is it going to take you? You know, those of you that are listening, you know, you may listen to this uh, to this podcast for a variety of reasons. Some of you may listen to it just to carry on a conversation when it comes to finance. Uh, you want to learn about investing. Some of us, some of you may think that we're just entertaining. That's great. We appreciate that. But at the end of the day, what I want to encourage you is that in some form of your life, you're looking for success. Uh, and, and, it, it, and you can break it down in any kind of way, right? Whether it's in mm-hmm. relationships, whether it's in your family, Uh, whether it's at your job, whatever the case may be, at the end of the day, you know, urgency, uh, what I've read in this article is urgency creates an irrational mind, right? Mm -hmm. Urgency creates an irrational mind. Let those elements settle while you focus on what you can control, right? Don't be complacent, right? You got to it. Go ahead, Alex. No, yeah. No, 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 that's fine. It's it's just... uh, making a list also, right? Like, so there's different in this article talking about our neglect in here. So you you can make a list of things that expectations, performances, dates of completion of that particular task. You're trying to achieve the gold uh, or whatever you lined up for yourself. And you got to focus on the bigger picture and knock out the important things. And that was urgent. Sometimes I think we all do it um, from 
our regular professional careers or just regular day-to-day life. But we we got things that are important that we need to do, but we feel like this is more urgent. And then we take all the direction and we focus on what's urgent and not what's important. And knowing that if we focus on what's important, what the matters. urgencies would, yeah, would take care of themselves. So I think it's one of those things that this one's a tricky one. I think a little bit Carlos, because it goes against our nature, right? The of things that we tend to maybe we, as a habit, I think we, yeah, we prioritize maybe what's more urgent when it, we should be focusing on what's more important. And because, and obviously you just said it right now is urgency creates irrational minds, right? So, or rational thinking, and that's what you're trying to avoid. And I, I think that's the important thing about this rule number two. Yeah. Never neglect that. And that's, again, I go back to uh, what Alex has just said and reiterated. Uh, you know, that urgency piece, look, you cannot neglect what's incredibly important, right? Make your priorities, set your priorities. I don't know about you, Alex, but I've got this planner and, I, and I've never been a planner guy, but I found a planner on Amazon and anybody who's, who's a planner person, uh, you know, usually you tend to, to look at planners and it's usually uh, ladies that you see decorating their planners mm-hmm. and doing that fun stuff. Right. Um, but for me, I found a, a high performance. <laughs> I know you're about to make a comment. No, but listen, no, no, no. Check this out. There is something on Amazon called the high performance. Uh, it's called the high performance planner. And what it does is I lay out my schedule every day and I do it first thing in the morning. Always. It's a two, it's a big, it's a big old thing. It's a big old, I don't color in it. I don't put stickers on it. I don't do any of that. Uh, but what it does, it, I've got my schedule that I have on my phone, right? I, I live off of my schedule on my phone. Uh, but what I do is I take that and I transpose it onto my planner, what I'm going to do during the day. But there's some questions on the left-hand side of this specific high-performance planner. And it's designed to be to the, it's designed to be for the high performer, right? Who's always at it, who's always going, who's, you know, you're just, you're just on it. That's, that's, that's my human nature. And the left-hand side will tell me things about, will ask me questions. I mean, as far as what my day needs to look like, you know, who do you need to encourage today? What do you need to focus on specifically today? What do you need to move off uh, from the bottom of the list to the top of the list? And it will have me break those things down. And then you go to the middle and the middle has the, the schedule of the day. But on the other side, it has some questions that basically get you to reflect at the end of the day. So once five, five thirty, six, six, seven o'clock, because, uh, you know, anytime, uh, you know, you're a CEO of multiple organizations, uh, your day sometimes never ends, man. And you know this. Um, so on at the other side of this planner, uh, it's got some questions for you to think about. You know, did you how, how did you manage uh, your day today when you removed that item that was at the bottom of your list and you brought it to the top? Who did you get a chance to encourage on your team today? Uh, what what did you feel like you overcame the most? And it's got these, these great questions, man, and they're every day, and they're every day. And it's got some little tidbits here and there. But the reason I bring that up is because this planner has taught me uh, through the questions, right? It's a routine that it has. And again, I hope you're Googling it now. It's on Amazon. It's called the High Performance Planner. It has taught me not to neglect 
what's important, what not to neglect that takes priority. So, you know, when we talk about success, it's not always the, the glitz, the glam, the money, the power, the, uh, the title, right? Because that's, that's, uh, that's yeah. another big one that we tend to focus on, the title. Uh, no, 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 no. It's, it's not neglecting what matters. And, you know, you talk about personal power and complacency, right? They can't live together. There's no way those two are ever going to connect because if you want to do something in life, you cannot sit still and wait on it, right? You can't sit outside and and expect for it to just fall from the sky. So what it's saying is instead of focusing on those things and looking at success in that type of way, in that manner, why don't you focus on focusing on success as it being something that takes priority and that you make time for those things that are important. No, I mean, that that's, that's good. You know, we all got our own different scenarios. I said it before, mine's are sticky notes. Yours is that planner. Hey, whatever works for each individual, I say you, you go for it. Right. Yeah, no. And, I, um, yeah. Whatever works, whatever floats your boat, as they say. Right. But you got to get something quick. to float it. Right. Don't you agree, Alex? You got to get yeah, something. You gotta, yeah. You got to get a, something that'll, kind of keep you organized or or give you what you need right or encourage like you said one of your team uh, team members on your team and then um while we switching topics just for the last thing before we close out the show um i don't want to focus on five, five ways to increase individuals personal cash flow i just want to just pick one out that kind of sticks to me carlos and I, yeah, maybe you'll agree with this one or yeah. or not but and we can touch on them a little bit later on a different episode. But I think people that are asking, like, how do you, how do I increase my cash flow or how do I get more money so I don't feel like I'm, you know, up to my throw with bills? And the easiest thing for me to say is you got to start. I would take a whole month and analyze it. Look at look at what you're what are you spending and this is how, how do you reduce your living expenses? And uh, so I would take your whole month statement and see where, where are you spending your money? Are you spending a lot of things on all your wants? Are you, are you going out to eat more than you, you, than you should? And now you feel like you don't have enough money to cover your bills. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got you to gotta take care of your bills and take care of you first and then do all your wants. So it's, reducing it are you buying certain things that you shouldn't be buying are you spending more money on amazon so i think it's analyzing what you're spending each month and in cutting back a little bit you know cutting back and that way you feel like you have more money and that'll show you have more cash flow in in and we can talk about some other things, but I think this is step one on how to reduce your living expenses so you have more money to save and then later on invest. Mm-hmm. So so on your end, when you're talking about five ways uh, that you increase your personal cash flow is if you want to really take control, you want to focus on, hey, I need to control what I spend my money on. Yeah. See, I, I, I agree. I do. I agree, Alex. Uh, but if I could add, if I could add something to it, is in in this is this is something that I've that I've I've taken on, uh, you know, uh, over the years, and and I know you've done this, Alex, because you've told me you've had conversations uh, with with the current company that you're in, and certain things that you've done in the past as well. Listen, guys, um, sometimes you need to understand how valuable your time is. 
and how valuable you are as an employee and what you bring to the table. Now, listen, if you're the kind of employee that just comes in, clocks in nine to five, right? You come mm-hmm. in, it's not that you're doing a bad job, okay? It's not that you're doing a bad job, but you come in, you clock in, you do your nine, your 10, 11, and so forth. You do your responsibilities. You handle the essentials, right? However, if you are the type of employee that comes in, clocks in, gets the job done, however, in the midst of you doing the job, you've created a process, you've created some efficiencies for the company, you have kind of uh, uh, created profitability, you've, you've brought in a new way of doing business, Anytime that you go out of your four corners in the box, right? Anytime mm-hmm. you jump out of that box and it benefits the company, whether it's a small way or a large way, the way I see it is I want to encourage you. Hey man, I've been at, you know, I've been here for five years, Carlos, I've been at my job for five years and, you know, I do my nine to five, but you know, I recently created a process at the office uh, where you do this, blah, 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 right? Or I, I recently uh, showed my manager how we could do this specific item on the schedule that it helps everybody with blah, 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 blah. Look, in those situations, you bring value to a company. And if the company that you're in, that you have increased its value, increased its efficiency, and somehow along the way, when efficiency is increased, there is going to be profitability. In those scenarios, I would encourage you, and this is this is one of my five ways to increase your personal cash flow, is you go back in there and you negotiate your salary, mm-hmm. right? You need to be ready, and and this is this is one of those tips, guys. I don't want you to get fired. You know, I'm not saying go tomorrow, walk into your boss's office. Hey, I deserve a raise. You know, just cause. No, no. Like that's, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you need to educate yourself as to wait, let me write. I've always said this to people. Hey, if you're doing something at work, you need to write this stuff down, right? If you're doing something at work, that's creating change. You need to write this down because at some point you've got to use this as leverage. You've got to have these bullets in the chamber. So when you fire, right, when you fire, you know exactly what you're firing and people know exactly what target you're hitting. You want to say something else? I can tell it's on the tip. Yeah. No, I, I just want to add because that you you basically are getting some good points out there. Is just like you said, you come up to your manager, be like, "Hey, can I talk to you?" Like just like you were mentioning, this is what I've done. This is a process that I've done. I feel like I got more value. I don't feel. And then you can say, "Is like I think that my compensation could be a little bit better." And this is uh, here's you know, all you lay down the plan, like you, everything you wrote down and then, and then they're still not convinced and, and they'll be like, well, let me see. Or if you don't feel like you, you left in a good spot, then you could be like, well, tell me what more I need to do or what more I need to be able to, what skills That's I need right. to go achieve in order for me to get that compensation. If this is not enough. That's right. right. That's so right. it's, it's leaving. If you don't get what you want, then it's leaving with the plan to get you what you want. He may say like, oh, I need you to go back and do this, this, and this. Well, go and go get that. And then you go back and be like, okay, I got it done. Where's my race? Right? So, you, well, well, so well, it's, well, not exactly in that way. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you, you get you what get I'm it. saying. Obviously, you get you, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's being more respectful, of course, and be like, okay. Strategic. Uh, I, you, you told me that you, you basically told me 
that I needed to be able to get, say it's a certification. You told me that I needed to go get the certification in order to get compensated appropriately. I went ahead and on my own time and I got my certification. Here's my certification. When can we sit down and talk about my compensation of how do I, you know, and moving forward. And that's how you do it. How do I monetize this certification? Absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. So it, it, obviously I said, go was like, where's my race? But I was just make, you know, doing it in layman's terms. Have you seen my race? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, I think you're, I think, I think that's exactly, that's it guys. Look, Sometimes we get so caught up, man, I'm just, I don't want to ask for a raise because if I ask for a raise, you know, I may not get it. And if I don't get it, I'm going to look like a fool or this is going to cause them to look at my really my job performance. And I'm going to, you know, they really zoned in on it. They're going to see that I'm not as good as an employee. But that's the thing, right? When you validate it, when you know you've been hustling, when you know you've been making it happen and you've got facts to back it up, again, walk in with a plan, walk in with a sticky note if that's the case, right? What have you done that you have seen these items, right? Create change in this circle of influence that you've got. And once once that happens, you have every right to ask for a raise, right? Today, I heard a story of a, of a lady who, now check this out, check this out. I, I heard a story of a lady today um this was yeah uh where story time. six years ago story time uh six years ago she started at this specific company right six years ago started at this specific company making this amount of money right this was her hourly pay mm-hmm. today you fast forward six years later they're hiring right they're hiring at a specific rate however at the rate that they're hiring she's not even making it Tell me where that flows. If anything, if anything, that's where she needs to go straight. Listen, I've been here for six years. I have invested my time and energy into this company for the past six years, and I'm still not making with the person who walks in through the door that you still have to train, that you still have to show them how things work, how you still have to create this company culture around them so they get it that you don't have to do that with me. And I've been here six years and I've been faithful and I've been making you money. Look, that now, scenario a is a employee. different scenario, right? Yeah. Oh, no, but, but is it a, I, but I, if listen, she's a good employee, no, you know what I'm saying though? If, if yeah, yeah, yeah. she's a good employee, then yeah, absolutely. Don't hesitate any longer. I mean, if, it, or or resign and they get rehired. No, I just kidding. But I mean, um, that's you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying though is like either one, you're a very good employee and they're not valuing you, and then maybe you should question the company at that point because if I'm not getting value, that's a different story. Um, but yeah, dude. But in a way, 100%. it's kind of the same. It's in a way, it's kind of is the same story, right? Because yeah. what you've done is you've created an investment into this company that's really not yours. And because of your investment, because of your time, because of your creative thinking, because of your skill, because of what you have done to create this, you fill in the blank, you've got to go back in there and renegotiate, right? Again, you cannot be complete. We go back to complacency, right? If there is a goal specifically where you're wanting to increase your cash flow, listen, I'll go back into this. Look, in business, there's two types of individuals. I'm going to go ahead and put this, I'm going to put this out there. In business, when it comes to being 
a businessman, a businesswoman, uh, an entrepreneur, and looking at your profit and loss statements, and then at the end of the day, breaking it down to your balance sheet. I'm going to give you two specific businessmen, businesswomen that exist in the world. One, the first one likes to cut, right? Whether it's force reduction, and what that means is whether you cut employees, fire them, release them, lay them off, whatever, or you scale back on indirect expenses, meaning you just cut things, right? Whether you cut pencils, whether you cut pens, whether you cut waters in the office, sodas, snacks, whatever the case may be, there are two individuals, those that cut things and those that generate greater revenue. Instead of cutting, we are going to increase sales by 30% by doing A, B, C, and D, right? So at least there is a projection, there is an effort. So now those two individuals, one sees it as, let me cut things to get to a profit, right? Because that's really their mm -hmm. the, the perception. Or you make more money to create profitability, right? So you increase sales, you increase donations, you inc whatever scope or landscape you're in, you either increase or you decrease. You either cut or you bring it in, right? So those are the two types of business people that you meet out there. No matter how you want to dress it up, no matter what fancy word you want to use, at the end of the day, those are the two types of individuals that are out there when it comes to profitability. And in this situation, the way I want to encourage you, and this is just strictly my opinion, Alex is seeing this as, look, you need to, you, you might have hit your level of revenue, you might have hit your income lid that you can't grow anymore because of where you're at, right? Whether it's at a job that you well, know, I didn't mean it that way. Get... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's really where if you look at it that way, if I was just saying, was is she number? Yeah, no, I was just meaning like, was, is she a bad employee? Right. That's really what I was trying to get at. Um, but no, no, absolutely, dude. And we can touch on this. Let's Let's just leave it for another show where we can expand a little bit more because I got way more to talk about um, once you start making more money in the, in the job and what all the responsibilities and all that stuff. And so we can really expand, you know, another 15 minutes if we had to, right? But Oh, man, I we're think, really I running, think, aren't we? We're really running it today. Yeah, no, I think we're, we're running on time here. So, um, yeah, I would just say... That it's that Khloe Kardashian's fault, man. Yeah, let's pause that conversation. And I think we absolutely we need to expand on negotiating your in your current job site. I mean, your current job site, your current employment and then go from there. But Carlos, why don't you go ahead and close the show for us? Yeah, man, I, uh, uh, you know, I we like to always bring these quotes. If you're a first time listener, welcome. If if this is your second time, thank you for coming back. If this is your 13th time, uh, dang, you've made it this far. Uh, so uh, at the end no, of we every appreciate it. <laughs> uh, at the at the end of our shows, we always like to leave you with with a positive nugget, right? Uh, whether it's a spiritual vitamin, uh, but whatever or some kind of wisdom, we just want to leave you with more than what we've got. Uh, but today's comes from Ella Fitzgerald, who is a, a fantastic author. I love Ella. Uh, she, she writes some great stuff. Uh, but she writes today, and, and maybe not necessarily today, but today's quote comes from Ella. And it says, it isn't where you come from. It's where you're going that counts, right? It isn't where you came from. It's where you're going that counts. Uh, so whether we're talking about your salary That's negotiation, deep. yeah, man, whether you're going uh, towards salary negotiation, whether we're talking about investing, whether you're talking about opportunity, no matter what culture that you're in, no matter what race you are. It doesn't matter 
doesn't matter, matter right? It doesn't matter. And doesn't today, matter where you come from. It's no, where you're no. going. That's I, right. I love That's it. Right. That's right, man. And, uh, you know, and we're living in a society right now in a time where it is about race in so many ways and, and certain races are getting, and we, we've got a whole nother show on that that we'll talk about later. Uh, but listen, at the end of the day, it isn't where you came from. It's where you're going that counts and what really matters. So my name is Carlos. This is Alex. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Here comes that song. Peace. Do, 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 do.